welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly podcast where we explore the celestial landscape for the month, what's happening in the stars. We choose a tarot card that fits the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So here we are. It's August. We're like wrapping up the summer. I can't believe it. So let's talk a little bit about what the astro vibe is in August because we're shifting energies just a little bit. You know, we went through July, which was super duper intense, right? I mean, we had the eclipses. You should see the look on your face like, yes, oh my goodness, it was. We had that Mercury retrograde. And so as we move into August, the energies are changing a little bit. It feels feels like we're going from more of that kind of internal, retrospective, work it, work it, work it energy into more of this kind of fiery, outward, um, extroverted energy in August and, you know, especially with Leo time. So let's talk a little bit about the vibe. Bravo. I don't have anything else to say about that. That was so perfect and wow, concise. Thank you very much. Thank you. Wow. Um, okay, but I will say something else. Well, yeah, I mean, yes to all of that. Yes. Right? And just to sort of um, expand on that, right? So we had the two eclipses. It was mostly in July, cancer season. Mm-hmm. We had the two eclipses, the cancer solar eclipse on July 2nd. And then that intense lunar eclipse on the 16th that connected with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. So intense. So intense. And all, you know, what burst forth for all of us that was working itself in the inwards and the inners that may have like really... (laughs) Our deep, deep inwards. The deep, deep inwards. Inwards. That like came um, bursting Mm -hmm. out. And all the while... Right, and it's eclipse, so it's like all these things are churning. But what's happening? Where's this going? Where's this leading? Mm-hmm. We don't know. It's obscured. <laughs> and then there was the Mercury retrograde. So, yes. like you say, right, all of that reflection, internal, going back over, yes, turning around, reviewing. So it was that sort of energy. And then the last day of July. Yes, we have. A new moon and the end of Mercury retrograde. In Leo. In Leo, the new moon. And so it's as if one all herald new beginning (laughs) with a new moon and all herald like moving forward or the beginning of moving forward as July meets August with what we may have synthesized and understood to be able to communicate that first to ourselves and then outward to others now that Mercury has gone direct. Absolutely. And I and the word that I wrote down was bam. Yeah, right. There's a lot of bam. <laughs> There's this a lot month. of bam this month. This is a very bam explosive <laughs> month. And to me it's such 
It's just kind of almost like a relief after, you know, that month of introspection, like you're saying, that that uh, lunar eclipse was so intense, I think, for everybody. And yes, of course, a lot of good stuff did come up, but I think we were all challenged a bit, you know, in just staying present and dealing with things. And so we get into this Leo, you know, Leo is ruled by the sun and it's, it's bright and it's outward and it's shining your light. You know, it just feels like a welcome relief to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, right? Like there was that patience and Mm. that trust. And on some level, we need that something. We need to go slow. We need to say, now's not the right moment. We know now's not the right moment for that external movement. And so to take all of that, and now that it is the time for that external movement, Mm -hmm. right? To know what it is that we are more clear about. Yes. Yes. You know, as we do this, bam. And you said um, <laughs> relief. And as you were starting to say that word, I thought you were going to say a different word, which is also release. Yes, like it does yes. feel like the beginning of August. Yes. And also with what we're going to talk about in the middle of August is there's this release, like this yes. release of energy or this release of sort of action and forward movement based upon what we've become more aware of. Yes, it's, it's to me, it's I liken it to being in a bit of a pressure cooker, you know, during July. And as we get into this forward moving energy, it's like the, you know, we can start to let off some steam. Yeah. You know, and things should hopefully start moving forward. Yeah. And so to think like as the first week of August is here, you know, what was it that you came to in your awareness because you did have to go back over things. Mm -hmm. You had to revisit things from the past or past influences or people or ideas came to you. What awareness do you now have that you can take forward Mm -hmm. and that you can share outward? And again, like you were saying, and it's that's not just a new moon. It's a new moon in Leo, which is about generosity, being in your heart, mm-hmm. being in cre- your creative spirit. Mm-hmm. So also like blending that sense of creativity with that awareness to express mm-hmm. and to communicate. You know, what do you what do you now more clearly and consciously want to paint right. and express and sculpt yeah. in your life? I think, too, you know, because we were dealing with the, the Pluto-Saturn and Capricorn dance. and I, part I, I, <laughs> I, the I, the I for a while longer, but yeah. I, I have a feeling our listeners out there are shaking their heads like, yeah, I can relate, you know, because I, I, I just think I heard so many stories from people kind of going through it. But, you know, that whole Capricorn, um, Pluto-Saturn uh, dance that joined the eclipse, you know, I think what, what the new moon offers is we've worked some stuff through, yeah. and now we can really put it out there in a bigger way. I always look at Leo as like, go big or go home, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that it's a very kind of dynamic, Dynamic energy. And speaking of dynamic energy, we, you know, the beginning of the month, especially on August the 11th, we have a very particular event we want to talk about. And this is another one of those what we're calling BAM explosive events. And this is Jupiter and Uranus, both station. And this is the same day as Mercury, now in forward motion, enters into Leo. Right. So to unpack that a little bit, right? And we talk about stations a lot. Yes. When a planet is either beginning or ending its retrograde cycle, it appears to be moving very slowly and almost standing still in the sky before it then appears to be shifting directions. 
And when the planet stations with the beginning of the retrograde phase of it or at the end of it, its archetypes, what it represents, mm-hmm. seem to be very loud and very concentrated. Yes. So not only, like, if it was just Jupiter, we would talk about that. If it was just Uranus, we would talk about that. But on this very day, both of them station Jupiter, which is now going to be turning direct, and Uranus, which will be turning retrograde. Right. So it's a big day of lots and loud Jupiter <laughs> and lots of loud Uranus. So what do wow, you think that, about that? I, I'm getting nervous just as you're talking, not, not that we need to be nervous about any of this, but a very loud Uranus makes me think, my goodness, right? And Jupiter inherently is loud. You know what I mean? So Jupiter being loud to me is just, you know, kind of like being open to that and staying grounded and using the momentum of a loud Jupiter. It's in the sign of Sagittarius. It's native, uh, you know, it's native sign. So it just brings in that big Sagittarius, expansive, global, spiritual kind of energy. So that feels, I have to say, I'm like, okay, I can work with <laughs> that. Like that. That'll be good. That'll be good. It also kind of reminds me of when you said before about go big or go home. Yes, like exactly. Jup- big Jupiter <laughs> feels very like go big. Yes. Or- don't even do anything or don't even go anywhere. Exactly. That's so That's so Jupiter and Sagittarius. Uranus being very loud. <laughs> yeah. Now that makes me a little bit nervous and let me say why. Yeah, you please, just, please. Because well, Uranus is so much about upheaval and revolution and breaking apart structures that no longer serve us so we can evolve and transcend. And, you know, there's a reason why they call Uranus the earthquake planet is just, just because it just brings and shakes everything up. But ultimately, here we are talking about letting off steam. Mm -hmm. You know, perhaps with this is an opportunity to let off some of that steam. It is in the sign of Taurus, which does ground it a little bit. But Taurus also brings in that aspect around money and security and what we value. So I think this is going to be very interesting. And we, of course, we never make any predictions here on So Divine. But what are you kind of feeling this could this could bring? Well, I think there's a couple of ways of looking that, right? I mean, if we took them just separately, like with Jupiter and Jupiter and Sagittarius is strong, our attention may be drawn to, like out in the world, our attention may be drawn to such themes as the media or religion or philosophy. Or politics. Or politics. Global politics. Global politics, you know, issues related to um, fundamentalism, travel, Mm -hmm. airline travel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. If we look at it for our we may feel more captivated by wanting to understand, wanting to explore ourselves, mm-hmm. wanting things to be bigger, right? And wanting to have a sense more of an unbridled freedom, whether that's mm-hmm. I need space and I need freedom to go here, go there, or to think this or to learn that, right? That connection and that desire for more expansive wisdom, Mm -hmm. which feels like maybe personally, again, not looking where it might be in our charts, but just as a general notion, what that might bring for us. Well, you kind of had me at unbridled freedom. Okay. (laughs) 
like unbridled freedom. I love that. But then, you know, Sagittarius, Jupiter is very much about independence and freedom and don't fence me in. So that's very much the vibe. Yeah. And when we speak about unbridled freedom <laughs> or like don't constrain me, there's also Uranus. Right. So that feels like a theme that we're getting from both angles is that like, you know, I want space. Don't fence me in. Like, let me be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that can, though, with the Uranus be a bit like, don't tell me what to do. Like, you know, <laughs> Jupiter's not sort of a rebel like that. So there could also be that sense of like um, wanting to sort of break things or it's breaking a pattern or break out of chains. Mm-hmm. But also we have to remember with Uranus is that oftentimes there's there are things that occur that we didn't see coming. Like exactly. we didn't even know we were going to have that explosion. Like I just can't take it anymore, you know. Yes, that's or, right, because it's very, it has that unexpected energy. Exactly, you know, which very can be erratic. And erratic and surprising. Surprising. You know, it's the bouncy, it's, it's the bouncy, the stay bouncy time. So it does feel like, you know, we could look at it too, that Jupiter makes everything just bigger, right? So does that mean that Jupiter is making, not making, that because Jupiter's strong, that the surprises, the repatterning, the shakeup, the doing things differently, the innovation, the rebellion of Uranus that we're aware of is even bigger that day. Right. And, you know, I'm, while you're talking about big, I'm also thinking this is all happening in the Leo energy, which is very bright and big in itself. So that combination and uh, Leo and Sagittarius are, you know, they're in har- harmony together. So that's a lot of fire. There's a lot. That's a big fire. A lot of fire. And, you know, I think, too, like some of the things that I, how I'll sort of frame this for myself personally, I've been talking to clients about this as well, is, you know, to think about that Uranus and Taurus and about security, right, mm-hmm. Taurus, and about the ground upon which you stand, mm-hmm. you know, and how is that maybe shifting, you know, because you're, um, Taurus is a fixed sign. So right, it's like, right. how do you have some flexibility to not have rigidity, like to look through your life to see where is it that I'm rigid? Where is it that I'm fixed? Where is it that I'm always like have a like more constrained definition of safety, security, nourishment, what feeds me and to break that open and to go into those days around the 11th just with that sense of curiosity and that sense of wonder. Because I feel like if we can approach things constructively like that, then rather that than the Uranus being like, Hey, let me show you what shakeup is like and how are you doing with that? Does it make sense? Oh yeah, I mean I that's I think kind of the whole uh you know reason that we do what we do yeah. is to be able to understand what the planetary energies are because they reflect our energies and the vibration on the planet and if we can be mindful and aware of what we're working with, then we can be curious and we can you know not be nervous. We can see what it has to offer us. And if we work with those energies, usually extraordinary things sometimes can happen. And that is the thing about Uranus. It does have this because it is such a high vibration, because it's such a high energy. It does bring in that possible of the extraordinary. Yeah. You know what I mean? But remember, to be extraordinary, you cannot be small and wound up in a ball. You have to have that bigger energy. So there is that potential for the extraordinary there, too. Absolutely, right? Because it's the extraordinary being the extraordinary. Right. And Uranus wants to break us out of the ordinary. Right. So it's anything but ordinary. Yes. You know, and I think, too... 
well, I would say one last thing, but it's Jupiter, so maybe we'll be telling you more. <laughs> maybe we'll go on and on and on and on. <laughs> Jupiter. Is Jupiter, especially Jupiter and Sagittarius, about learning and understanding, right? And so maybe going into those days, like, how can I get a bigger picture understanding of these ways in which I'm fixed, mm-hmm. of these ways that I declare safety, security, the ground upon which I stand, mm-hmm. and maybe also the ground upon which we all stand, yes. right? I mean, yes, it yes. is Taurus. It's about the earth. Yes, right? exactly. You know, do we have a, can we have maybe a different framework around our relationship to each other as a community, as champions and mm-hmm. shepherds for this ground upon which we stand and we live. Right. And as you're talking about this, what's coming to my mind is, you know, all of the, you know, what's coming up, the awareness around, if we want to call it climate change or whatever we're calling it these days. But to me, that's very, you like what climate crisis. Well, I think like climate crisis, climate emergency, yes. climate collapse. I mean, yeah, these, change these other means words. a little weak at this point. Yeah, completely, doesn't it? right? <laughs> it's, it's like, like yeah, it's changed Get over already. it. <laughs> right. Okay. So the climate crisis, right? That feels very Uranus and Taurus, totally. right? You know, it's like this Uranian energy about we need to get real. We need to break through the old rules and the ways of doing things. Otherwise, we are going to destroy our, you know, our planet. And so that's really interesting as you're talking about that. And maybe, you know, be interesting to see what comes out, you know, in the media or in our lives, you know, around the 11th. And, you know, with this awareness, what what is coming to my mind is, you know, lately I've been... um, doing a lot more journaling. And, you know, there's times where I journal and times where I don't. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. But just because there's been so much going on, having that, you know, that record keeping almost of like writing things down and keeping track and being able to go back to reflect. And it just feels like this might be a powerful time, you know, to get out that journal if that speaks to you. It's just a form of like, keeping track and reflecting and digging. Well, it sounds perfect too, right? Especially with the Leo, like where we need a canvas and we need to take Ah, things from inside of ourselves and put them out. And especially if things feel shaky, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe, I feel like maybe we talked about this before, but I'm not sure. When we talked about Uranus, about like almost like where in your life can you set off your own bombs? Like where in it can you have I don't your remember own? That. Oh. Where can we set off our own bombs? Meaning, I like this. I'm meaning not like obviously <laughs> in the world, but in our own, like where we can explode and then therefore like surprise ourselves. Right. In terms of like breaking things apart in our own ways. Like how do you like. You know, again, this maybe my, my my metaphor might be like just tumbling down. No, no, I love this. I but it's something it. like, how can you be your own like, you know, re, you know, revolutionary? Like, yeah, in exactly, your own life? exactly. And I think that you know the archetype of a bomb is just yeah. very perfect there, right? Embrace your inner bomb or be the bomb. Be the you bomb. are the bomb. Be the bomb. But I think Shake that works. I, <laughs> I think Shake. that works so well. Yeah. So let's move forward and talk about. Um, you know, we always talk about the new moon and the full moon. Oh, wait, can wait, I wait, say wait, 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 hands what? up, hands it's up. A... Just also to clarify, it's while well, these things happen on the eleventh. Right. It's not just on the eleventh. So yes, it's days indeed. before and it's days after where we're in this um, screen or we're in this window of those heightened energies. Yes. Thank you. That's a very important reminder. Back to the full moon. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I I mean, I think I even forget that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because usually I always experience it before. Yeah. 
you know, because we're yeah. really awakening to the energies, yeah. you know, so I think that's that's awesome. So on August 15th, we have the full moon in Aquarius, and this full moon um, is joined by Venus and Sun, a Venus in, uh, la, 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 a Venus-Sun <laughs> conjunction right. in Leo. Mm-hmm. So it's in the opposite sign. So let's talk about that, you know, the full moon, and then we've got Venus and the Sun. Yeah. So with this Aquarius full moon, with the moon in Aquarius and the sun in Leo, generally it's those issues related to like the self, the Mm -hmm. I, Leo, and Aquarius, the group, the collective, Right. right? And how can the I still shine and hold its sense of dignity and royalty and creativity and uniqueness, but not have that overcome or over or eclipse the group and the group's needs. Mm-hmm. And yet how can the group also end its mission and its cohesion not push down or um, subjugate, right, mm-hmm. the individual? So it's always that, to me, it always feels like that balance between like the I and the we. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a very inclusive kind of energy about how can we celebrate individuality, right, with uh, in service to the collective. And in the perfect world, if those two could balance out each other, I think that would be like the very Aquarian utopia, right, that Aquarius is, is, you know, about to some degree. Yeah, completely. And then the adding in there with Venus, right? I mean, (laughs) sun with Venus, you have in Leo, right? You have big, hearted, celebratory, (laughs) like starlight, feminine energy. Love, big love. Big love, right? Big beauty. Big heart. Big heart, big star, big, you know, celebrity, big, (laughs) just that that magnanimous, that strong Mm. magnanimous. But it's interesting, Orsa, and it's interesting because then what that also means is you have Venus opposite the moon. So here are these two feminine Mm, archetypes, correct? the moon of mother and Venus of the lover, right, or the curator Uh of beauty, right? And maybe to see how those two archetypes show up within yourself and in your life and if they can, instead of rather being split, you know, that they can be held together. That's that makes really sense. great. I've never, you know, you know, it's the 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 mother and the lover, yeah. and how those archetypes can work together or separately. And I hope I'm not out of bounds. But what comes to mind is, you know, Madonna whore. Oh my God, I was just going to say. Were you going to say that? Can we say that on the air? Can we say the word whore? <laughs> but it is. I mean, this is a very deep yeah. and rich archetype. Yeah. It's such a rich and deep archetype, right? And for all of us to look, regardless of our sex or our gender, how we connect to that you know how we connect to that balancing you know of that sense of the the nurture or that the pure mother mm-hmm. you know as opposed to mm-hmm. you know the whore the, or or sort of that casting of the whore you know the one who's yes. connected to their sexuality right. right and who really you know has an unbridled sense of like promiscuity in the best kind of way. Yes. Right. But where there might be, ju- you know, one part of ourselves might judge the other part of themselves or may quiet down or tamp down so that there is not that healthy expression. I love that you're using the word judgment mm. because I think there can be so much judgment between those two archetypes. And let us all remember, too, that when we talk about, uh, there's also the sacred whore. You know, there is a real sacredness that can be in that as well. Yes, beautiful. And to really look at what role do you cleave to? Yeah. You know, and how does that work for you? Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, embracing all those aspects of yourself. And speaking about the uh, Madonna and the whore, right, and all of that and sort of sense of purity and judgment and all of those actually nice but unintentional setup, you know, then what we have going on right after that full moon starting on the 17th is then we have a cavalcade of planets moving from Leo and into Virgo. Yes. So the energy starts the shift, right? On the 17th, Mars goes in, the 21st, Venus goes in, then the sun goes in on the 23rd, and the yes. 29th, Mercury goes in. So there is this tonal shift to the month. Right. Do you want to say anything about that? Well, you know, that? part of me is like, wah, wah, wah. Just because like, I'm like, well, I was just getting started, I and I was getting Leo. big, and I have Leo rising, and I'm feeling that Venus, and then... Now, listen, Virgo is a lovely, <laughs> lovely grounding energy. Speaking of nurturing, Virgo can, can be very nurturing in its own earthy way. The Virgo energy, of course, brings in this, you know, more disciplined, yeah. more practical, more detail-oriented, get on top of things. So if we look at this evolution, maybe in its best sense, is we have all this creative big bang energy, and then the Virgo takes it and it reflects finds it and it tones it and you know it starts to work and put it into a form that is actually doable and maybe practical and workable yeah and so it sort of seems like maybe the first 15 17 days of the month right is really about that big right (laughs) and that bold and that like color and vitality and fun and just that expansive self mm-hmm. you know and see what you create and then the second half of the month is okay all of this I created what kind of refinement does it need mm-hmm. right what could you know do I need to sort of discipline in a way so that I could make more from it you know mm-hmm. how do I hone the mm-hmm. craft of it yes so it yes. just feels like that sort of that sort of tonal shift for the month and of course you know as we're getting towards the end of the month we're starting to you know end summer and people are starting to think about if you have kids it's time to go back to school or if you're a student yourself and so the energies in themselves yeah. just have that whole different vibe of like you know we've got to buy the backpack and our new you know our new pencil and, you know, our new school outfit and all of that as we we get ready for that. So it just kind of starts to kind of ground things in that direction. Yeah. And then the end of the month, the last day of the month on the 30th is then the Virgo new moon. Yes. Yes. Where like it begins again in that vein mm-hmm. of those offerings and urgings that mm-hmm. that sign gives to us. You know, the other thing about Virgo, too, is it represents the harvest. Yeah, you know, exactly. And that new moon in Virgo is that time where we start to, you know, slow down a little bit, look at harvesting, you know, all that we've worked on, all that we've gone through, all that we've created throughout the summer. It's really the time where, you know, we chaff that wheat. Mm. So there's that lovely harvest, you know, energy that's there as well. Yeah. So, too, like if you feel like, because I feel like all of us, based upon who we are in our charts, we align more with some signs (laughs) and some energies than others. Right. So, again, for everybody to know, like it's that beginning time to like also take advantage of that bright, big, fiery movement, you know, and that the second half of the month will be slower Mm -hmm. and more rooted, Mm -hmm. more grounded. Mm -hmm. Right. So just sort of as that. Yeah, so, well, we, we need to do the tarot card for the month, of we course. Must. We, we must. And, you know, it's cards. it's interesting that we're talking about the Virgo energy and the Leo energy. So the card that I chose for 
August speaks more to the Leo energy because the card that I chose is the sun. Perfect. And, you know, the sun is, is just the most wonderful card. And the sun has a lot to do with shining your light. And when you think about the sun in astrology or in astronomy, it's the center of the solar system. So all planets orbit around the sun. And so when you get to the energy of the sun card, you are the center of the solar system. So it's this opportunity to be divinely selfish, right? And hey, maybe let people orbit around you for a while. And that allows you to kind of be, whether it's the center of attention or being the person that is kind of in charge of what's happening. And that ultimately, when it's in balance, can be really super powerful. The sun also represents vitality. You know, that light has so much to do with that feeling like I'm vital, I'm alive. The sun card is every day and Every way, my life gets better and better. Every day is a brand new day. I wake up. In most decks, you see a horse, and there's like a child or twins or children riding the horse into the sun. And the idea with the children is they're innocent. And ultimately, the sun is a rebirth. It's like every morning the sun sets, every morning it rises. And with each, you know, sunrise is this rebirth, the brand new day. And if we can go into that, with that innocence, with that being very present in the moment and see what you're talking about. Be curious. See what, you know, what experiences are going to have. And so the sun is about not having agendas. It's just like, okay, here I am. I'm in my light. I'm going to shine my light and I'm going to see what happens. So it's this really lovely, big, bright energy. It's super creative and it just really encourages everyone to be yourself and not worry about whether your light is too bright. Perfect, perfect card. Beautiful, mm -hmm. perfect inspiration. So this brings us to I the end. To Are we goodbye. done? <laughs> oh my God. Or goodbye for a month. For another month, yes, indeed. But you can stay in contact with us. Please. Yes. Um, Stephanie and I both post a lot on. Facebook and Instagram. We have newsletters. My website is Megan at, oh, it's MeganSkinner.com. You can contact me at Megan at MeganSkinner.com. And I'm at StephanieGaling.com. And soon, can I say this? This is the like, you're yes, in a surprise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Megan and I are working on a So Divine website. Yes. So was that okay that I let that cat out of oh, the back? Yeah, I've been, I've, I'm not good with keeping secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so look for that soon. Hopefully we'll have that up and going by the next podcast. Yes. Um, and we're really excited about that and yes. to share that with you. And we'll have a very special email connected to the website. Yes. So we're in our own little expansion here. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. So big thank you to our producers, Nick Petri and Sebastiano Otecchio, and also the Overcast Room here at Cloud Studios in Seattle. Um, before our website comes up, though, if you want to reach <laughs> us, we're at sodivineventures at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. So, Megan... Have a great month, although I will see you soon. <laughs> see you like tomorrow and the next day. You have a great month too, Stephanie, and everybody have a wonderful, very big yeah. August. Yeah, to a big August. Take care. Mm -hmm.